Welcome to Snazzy Stories. Put some pepper in thy step and lend an ear to the terrific tales of the past. Welcome to Snazzy Stories. If you would like to keep the storytelling alive, please go to patreon.com slash snazzystories and donate to my storytelling adventure. Also subscribe to Snazzy Stories on iTunes and Spotify and many other podcast apps or go to snazzystories.com. With Thanksgiving upon us, I would like to take a look back at a Thanksgiving of the past. And no, not the traditional story of the first Thanksgiving with the pilgrims and the Native Americans. Today's story is about the new world and the old world coming together to celebrate a day of thanks. During the Second World War, British traditions of celebrating their harvest festivals and the American tradition of Thanksgiving collided and brought about a time of special camaraderie in November in 1942. By November of 1942, the British had been fighting the axis of evil for three years. They had been rationing their food because the German U-boats had set up a blockade to stop supplies from entering their country. And throughout the span of this fighting, 60,000 people were killed, 87,000 people were injured, and 2 million homes were destroyed due to the German Blitzkrieg. Before America officially entered the war, Americans had been sending relief packages called Bundles for Britain, which began in 1940. Bundles for Britain were started by a well-to-do New York socialite named Natalie Wells Latham. Her knitting club provided socks and caps for British sailors. Her idea caught on, and eventually 1.5 million female volunteers were a part of 2,000 branches throughout the country knitting clothing for their British allies. Bundles for Britain got to a point where they had the resources to send x-ray machines, medical supplies, cots, bedding, gently used clothing, and shoes. These bundles were always labeled, quote, from your American friends, unquote. When the American Army, Air Force, and Navy arrived in England to help fight the axis of evil and share their resources, the British were more than happy to welcome them into their country. In November of 1942, the First Lady, Eleanor Roosevelt, made a trip to England to visit U.S. military who were stationed there, as well as observe the war effort by British women. She gave a speech on November 8, 1942, from Liverpool. She said, quote, The peoples of our countries know that they will never compromise in this fight, but they also know they must plan now to establish a method of working together for their future. Without such cooperation among all the United Nations, we cannot hope for a kind of world in which it may be possible to maintain peace. Unquote. With Thanksgiving coming, this cooperation was in full swing, with Americans and their British allies both celebrating with each other the hope of peace that they were both willing to give their lives for. November 23, 1942, a story was run in the Stars and Stripes newspaper, which is an American military newspaper, stating that Thanksgiving services would be held for American soldiers in Great Britain. Churches and abbeys volunteered their buildings and parishes for the services. Social workers and soldiers worked together to plan celebrations where British orphaned children could even attend. Church officials, civilians, and soldiers honored Thanksgiving Day by gathering in Plymouth, England, where the Archbishop of Canterbury held services surrounded by the ruins of St. Andrew's Church, 
which had been badly bombed in March of 1941, killing 1,200 people during the air raids. This parish was also the site where multiple pilgrims prayed before they boarded the Mayflower and began their 3,000-mile journey to the New World. Also, in order to celebrate Thanksgiving in England in 1942, Lord Astor, along with representatives from the U.S. Army and U.S. Navy, marched in a parade to the Mayflower Stone. Some visited Southampton and saluted at the pier where the pilgrims boarded the Mayflower. Various English towns and at least 30 small Irish communities held dances, luncheons, and other celebrations to commemorate Thanksgiving. In the small community of Chorley, the town hall flew the American flag on Thanksgiving Day, making that day the only one in their history that the citizens of that parish ever honored the flag of another nation. Thanksgiving celebrations continued throughout England with Army and Navy cooks cooking traditional Thanksgiving dinners for those who were still on duty and could not leave their post, as well as the British joining in the festivities. As mentioned before, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, an article came out in the Stars and Stripes newspaper about the Americans and British celebrating the holiday together. In the newspaper, it remarked, quote, For many American servicemen, this will be the day that they repay in a small way the warm reception given to them by the British people, unquote. As a part of one of the celebrations, 200 orphaned and underprivileged children were given a real Thanksgiving dinner provided by the Air Force. Also, these children were able to play games, such as pin the tail on the donkey and bobbing for apples. Another Thanksgiving tradition or service was conducted at Westminster Abbey. It had survived the air raids by the Germans in 1941, with the fires being put out quickly. People of all religions were in attendance in London on November 26, 1942 at Westminster Abbey. For 900 years, only the Church of England clergy conducted services in this abbey. However, on this historic occasion of Thanksgiving in 1942, Westminster Abbey donated the use of this historic church for the American Forces celebration services of Thanksgiving. The dean of the abbey said, quote, this is not an abandonment of our age-old position. It is merely a deviation under exceptional circumstances, unquote. Soldiers were not ordered to attend the Thanksgiving Day service at Westminster Abbey, but the church held 3,000 uniformed men and women that day. Within 10 minutes of their doors opening, there was no empty seats, and the aisles were filled by standing crowds. Time magazine reported, quote, that a sea of khaki surrounded the tomb of Britain's unknown soldier from World War I, unquote. Corporal Heinz Arnold of New York played Onward Christian Soldiers on the coronation organ as a large American flag was carried up the center aisle of the abbey by Sergeant Francis Bohannon of Philadelphia. Following Sergeant Bohannon were three chaplains, the dean of the abbey, and top American admirals and diplomats and a larger American flag was draped on the high altar. The congregation continued the services by singing America the Beautiful and Lead On, O King Eternal. Then the ambassador to Britain read a message from the United States President, Franklin Roosevelt. It said, quote, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Across the uncertain ways of space and time, our hearts echo those words, unquote. 
The dean of the Abbey and the chaplain also spoke at this historic event. The chaplain remarked, quote, God has dealt mercifully and bountifully with us. True, we have had our difficulties, but all of these trials have made us stronger to do the great tasks which have fallen to us, unquote. The American and British allies celebrated a day of peace and hope in the midst of evil and uncertainty in the world in which they were fighting. And at least for a day, they were able to see a glimmer of light in the chaos of war. These two countries stood in solidarity on a global Thanksgiving Day. As one can imagine, Thanksgiving Day during this time probably brought about mixed feelings for servicemen and women. My husband spent 11 years in the United States Navy as a submariner. And speaking with him about being deployed during Thanksgiving, he said that it was sad because it was another and bigger reminder that he was away from his family. But it was good to be able to have his brothers in uniform around him for the camaraderie they all felt on a day of Thanksgiving. Which I believe is the same feelings these soldiers felt in 1942 so far away from their homes. Not only did they have their American brothers by their side, but also their British brothers, and the British soldiers who had been fighting longer than the Americans had against the evil destroying their cities, homes, and families, had their American brothers now fighting physically alongside them. I am positive that they felt a sadness and homesickness on Thanksgiving Day, but these two groups stood united in giving thanks for the hope that they were bringing to their families and to the world. Thank you for listening to Snazzy Stories. Come back again where everyone has a story.